Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. The LGBT Chat Podcast, a space for LGBTQ friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the LGBT Chat Podcast. Joining us tonight, uh, this is your host, Aida. Uh, we haven't recorded anything in a while, so I'm like, wait, what's going on? Where am I? <laughs> what day is it? Um, tonight we're chatting with Miss Winn-Dixie and Miss Taboo, um, and, and these are biker girls, and we had so much fun speaking with uh, Winn-Dixie last time about her sh- about her um, her clothing line, right? And like all the stuff you've you've got going on with your shows. So what's new? What's what's going on? Um, do you want to introduce Taboo a little bit for the rest of us? Yeah, I sure will. Um, Obviously, we discussed this on the last um, podcast that we did with one another. Um, I have a show called The Real Film Tells of Bike Life. We just wrapped the summer introductory episodes, and we have one of the stars of The Real Film Tells of Bike Life Dallas with us tonight. We have Taboo. Hey, everybody. How are you? I'm well, and you? We're doing good. We're doing good. So we've got like multi-states going on tonight, right? You're, you're one of you guys is in uh, Tennessee, right? I'm in Tennessee. And Miss Taboo's in Texas. Why do yeah. I keep calling you Miss Taboo? I don't know why. I don't know. We probably like the same age. <laughs> probably older. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. I think your face, like demands like respect, right? I think that's what it is. Right? Like you have that face that like I'm serious, I mean business, but it's like fun at the same time. So I, know, I don't everybody know. Everybody says that. Everybody hey, me don't mind. <laughs> no, no. No, I don't mind at all. I'm not that serious. I like to have fun. <laughs> I call my girlfriend ma'am all the time. She hates it. Like I, I don't I know. that too. So yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no sir, no ma'am. I don't take it personal. Oh no. Cool. So Tell me about the show. Um, you've had how many episodes so far since the last time we spoke about it? We've had four. We've had four episodes. And these episodes were just an introductory to the cast. So we shoot the real show um, the first week of November in Galveston, Texas, at what was going to be the Long Star Rally. So we have a beach house, the Raven Dixie Beach House, and we'll be shooting the show there, but I'll let Taboo tell you a little bit about her experience um, filming the show and how she felt when she um, saw her episode. How about that? Okay. Well, (laughs) filming the show was actually very um, 
I want to say endearing. It like spoke to my soul. I was able to be with some friends, uh, Wynn sisters, that we all do different things. And so it wasn't a competition. It is not a competition. Um, it's always a thing where women get together and then it's like you have to compete for, you know. But each one of us have our own lane. Each one of us has our own following. Each one of us do, you know, we all do our own thing. But we love riding motorcycles. And so just um, when we started filming, it was kind of weird for me because I didn't know exactly what to do or what I was supposed to do, you know. And and a lot of times in motorcycling, you know, it's really about the freedom of who you are and being yourself. And so I'm usually myself. <laughs> Nine, I like point nine 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 percent of the time. She added some extra nines in there. Uh, I I think I think that resonates a lot with me. With you know, I think there's so many there's so much competition in a lot of different fields. But to um, but to like I guess just embrace the fact that hey, like we all got something, but we can like we can respect each other and, and stay in each other's like in, in our own lane while we succeed together. I think that's. That's admirable, and that's pretty cool that you guys can do that, especially in, like, this crazy, like, time we're living in. You I know? know. And then, you know, you have to look at the crazy time we're living in, but you have to cherish the moments that you have. I know yeah. as a biker, you know, you don't leave a person without giving them a hug, even if you don't like them, even if they said something jazzy to you about two hours ago. You know, you never know when getting on that bike is your last ride, so you try, you give a hug, you show respect. You want to make sure everyone's good if you can. You know, you make sure you're good. I know for me as a biker, I have to make sure I'm good and I get back home every day. So with these, you know, I know the coronavirus and all that has really put a toll on the world. But I know for me, it's made me go deeper into my family, deep, deeper into my marriage, deeper into looking at, you know, sisterhood and how we deal with that. Um just, I mean, shit, I talk to my wife now. <laughs> like, you know, you're so busy with work and everything you know, going on. You know, like, we have to sit in the house together and I'm working from home. She's sitting there doing her crafting and we're looking at each other like, oh, okay, well, we can't leave the house. What are we going to do tonight? Like, we've gotten to know each other uh, in a or intimate way. You know, a lot of people look at coronavirus and the lockdown and the quarantine as an issue, but it's really been a benefit to my life. Oh, we need to find you an open mic. Uh, what? Awesome. An open What's mic. What's awesome? What an you're saying? Mic. That's <laughs> because it's true. It's true, yeah. you know. Like we've, we've, and we speak about this all the time, especially like the last couple of episodes, how we've had to like reinvent ourselves and how we, we've had to reinvent our relationships with not just ourselves, but with like the people that are constantly around us that we don't really get to spend enough time with. Exactly. Um, uh, but <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you made me cry. <laughs> I made you cry. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's laughter <laughs> tears. I understand. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, okay. So you've got a beach house in Texas. How many of you is it down there for the, um, for the it, uh, female? Well, we're not a club, so it's more so like a collection of women 
who are supporters of outlaw clubs or supporters, you know, MC, motorcycle club women, social club women, independent riders. And we just get together. We find a charitable organization every year. Um, we encourage women to ride. We encourage women to pay attention more so to their sisterhood when you're on your trips. And um, that's why I'm so excited because a lot of the women that are coming from Texas are newer riders. And so when you hear newer rider, that's within 10 years because it takes you about two or three years just to kind of get your own bearings into your motorcycle ride. So to be able to get out and ride with other ladies, you know, and with and meeting women that have hit cross country runs like it's nothing and, you know, accomplishing these different um, IB internet or excuse me, Iron Butt Association challenges that, you know, it brings a different light to what motorcycling is. I know for me, I started riding because I was going through some things in life and I was like, I need to find something that's going to hold me together no matter what's going on. And so I found freedom in riding a motorcycle and so I try to you know spread that love to everybody and some women can deal with the pain and the you know it's hot and it's dirty and it's rainy and you know your bike messes up or your sisters get you know they're in their feelings on the way you know you have to learn how to work through that and I believe that like the open road for me being out on the highway is cleansing it's very you know like that's my time with God and so I talked about that on the um, episode of the Femtales because, you know, you just, you have to find some way to like find out, to center yourself. You got to mm-hmm. center yourself. No person is perfect. And a lot of times we think we are. <laughs> um, but that's my way to remind myself that no matter what I think I can do or what I may not be able to do, I still can get out and try to, you know, make my mark on this world. Um, I'm a very big on legacy. I'm very big on, you know, leaving a positive influence on people. Um, a lot of my methods may not be the greatest. My delivery, I've been told, is, you know, not the best. But I learn every time I jump on my motorcycle to be more caring, be more understanding, you know, be more vigilant about what it is I want, my boundaries. So I learned so much from my motorcycle. I tell people all the time, I would be dead if I didn't have my bike. <laughs> I'd probably be doing things to people and damaging them if I didn't have a bike. So. Uh, how does it go with the rain, though? Like, how how does it work? Is it safe? Is it, like, to drive in the rain? It's safe if you have your tires like you're supposed to. Like, if you have new tires or tires with good tread, it's safe. If it's not, or if you're not, you know, intoxicated, it's safe. But it's just like being in a car. It's just you're you're wet. <laughs> well, that's what I was about yeah. to say. In a car, I don't have to wear my a helmet, and I don't have to worry about my makeup getting, you know. <laughs> well, you definitely want to make sure you have on rain gear if it's heavy raining. I actually did an episode on Raven Dixie Line on riding in the rain. We had a member of a, a motorcycle club, Rare Breed, come on and talk about like, you know, making sure your tire pressure was good. And then also like staying away from those rainbow patches on the road and trying to go actually where you see tire tracks instead of going outside of the tire tracks. So there's a lot of cautionary things that you need to take heed to when riding in the rain. It is different. 
Yeah, a lot of that you learn in the safety course. I'm a big proponent mm -hmm. of taking the safety course. They teach you things that you may not utilize initially, but in different instances, like it just automatically instinctually kicks in. Mm -hmm. so I believe that that's a big deal. Take the safety course. Anyone that wants to ride a bike, even if you're not going to ride, you know, states and across the country, take the safety course. You, you just need to know what to do in a situation that may not be so in a good city. It may not be a good situation. And I think that applies to everything in life, right? Like riding a vehicle. I remember people hearing um, people telling me, oh, you just pay somebody 30 bucks and they give you the five hour certificate. I'm like, but I want to watch the class. <laughs> I wanna, right. Like, I want to know what's going on. I'm going to get out there. Um, but I think that applies to everything, right? Even like giving birth, you know, like being ahead of the game, like getting prepared. Um, that's oh, pretty wow. cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never had children, but I imagine, you know, some classes or three. a book or two <laughs> <laughs> might you help. Three. You got three wins? I've got three. You got three? I don't have children either, so. But I but understand all how my, to take All care. my kids were cesarean section, so. Oh, okay. So yeah. you were really prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the day. Well, not the first one. The first one, I was in labor for 24 hours. And oh. then, like, I had to have an emergency cesarean oh, section. Wow. And so the other two were planned, but yeah, I was fully ready to like have a regular birth and yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm so glad everything turned out okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's um, healthy, almost 15 year old. She's about to start driving herself. Speaking of driving, she's taking the permit test next month. So yeah. Okay. Congratulations, mommy. So, Taboo, were you talking about earlier, um, you were speaking about the Unity Ride, right? You were talking about riding up to Texas. So, um, speak about the Unity Ride a little bit more, maybe. I think maybe we um, we went into that without enough information. Okay. Well, the Unity Ride is a collection of motorcycle, excuse me, of all-female rides. So, because of the coronavirus, a lot of events started canceling. Um, we made a decision based off of what people, you know, attendees that come to the all-female rides wanted to see. And so they were asking us to combine rides more so for safety reasons, but different states may be shutting down. Um, events were canceling. So it's like, just put them all together if you can, depending on the area you're in. And so we decided to, as the Texas all-female ride, as a board, we joined up with the Mid-South all-female cancer ride, as well as the Ride for Hope all-female um, cancer ride. All-female ride, excuse me. And so, um, in, and that's in St. Louis and Memphis. And so St. Louis, they have, they support breast cancer. In Memphis, they support all cancers. And in Texas, this year, we're supporting sickle cell anemia. And so we've decided to descend upon St. Louis on Labor Day weekend, September 4th through I know, right? I'm so excited. A lot of my friends, we, you know, some of this, this is their longest distance they've ridden. So I'm excited to see, you know, their social medias. Obviously, I won't see them while I'm busy and, you know, making sure everything's okay. But I'm excited to see them on like Monday and Tuesday, you know, after the event to see, you know, see how these ladies enjoy getting there. Um, I've, I've told a lot of people, I don't really want a lot of big names when it comes to this all-female unity ride because I want to 
enjoy the participants. You know, the coronavirus has us so, you know, scared to be able to breathe or hug or touch. And we are going to, you know, practice uh, safe social distancing and, you know, measures at the ride. But it allows us to get that feel that we get when we go to all female rides, that spa day on a bike that time where women can be women, where we can see friends that we haven't seen in a year or two. You know, we've only seen them through social media. Now we get to see them face to face. And we all rode here from our different homes and walks of life through whatever, you know, health crisis we're going through right now. And that's the part that I'm so excited to see all of us coming together. Riders that have been out here 30 and 40 years, riders that have been out here a year, barely. It's going to be a great place, you know, a great time. Uh, we have a lot of things put together. You know, we're doing a lot of meetings right now because we got three weeks and we're, you know, coming down to the crunch. But I'm excited. You know, I've talked to Wynn about talking to different ladies, you know, making sure she gets the full experience, not just from the, you know, the newer riders, but the older riders, the OG, because they give us tips. They, you know, tell us how to prepare our bikes. They tell us how to prepare our bodies, our mental health, you know, what things you need to take with you. So I'm excited to for the different ladies to get together and just have a damn good time. You mentioned um, that every year you do a different organization. Um, how long have you guys been doing this for? Well, the Texas All-Female Ride started in officially April of 2018. We took about 18 months to kind of figure out, do some research, figure out what we wanted um, as an organization to put on a ride. And so we came down to, we would prefer to make sure women are groomed throughout the year. And so then when it comes to the annual event, the annual fundraiser, uh, for whichever charity we decide, because every year we switch a charity, we want to, you know, give back to our community as motorcycling women as women that support motorcycling. And so this year we, we are supporting the Sickle Cell Association of Texas, Mark Thomas Foundation, because sickle cell awareness is something that affects the African-American community. And so we wanted to make sure that was something that we put out that affects our community. Um, I know next year we're looking at a few organizations. One of them potentially could be for women who are veterans. That's something that we do, you know, that we don't normally think about, but a lot of women that ride motorcycles are veterans. And they go through different things that, yeah, you may not have been home, you know, during your 20s or 30s, you're in the military, this was your job, but you faced encounters that we would never face as civilians. So, um, like I said, I don't know which organization we're going to choose. We have a few of them on a table, but that's, you know, we, we are mindful of the women that we support in motorcycling, no matter what. Taboo, when you're not um, organizing events and big events like this, uh, where, what are you doing? Where do we catch you? <laughs> right where I am right now in my man cave, as I call it, which is sitting on my back porch, you know, having a good, you know, drink and, you know, just chilling, relaxing, enjoying the text. 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. 
please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. I wish I could say the same here. But, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to find a porch in New York City. <laughs> oh, I, I love New York, though. Man, I love New York. I'm in a basement right now. Um, <laughs> if I could have a basement in Texas, <laughs> I promise you. Oh, my goodness. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. We have basements. I moved to Texas, and I keep asking, where's the basement? <laughs> no, not going <laughs> to so I'm just like, I believe me, I, we could switch places. I'd be happy. So what about you and, um, what's going on with, uh, so you've got that coming up. Are you, are you going to be down there in September? Yes. Um, we're actually going to be filming, um, some of the real film tells of bike life Dallas episodes while we're down there in St. Louis. And I'm also a sponsor for the event. The company Raven Dixie line is a sponsor for the event. So I'll be down there with my camera crew interviewing, the bikers that are showing up from out of town and then the board um, going to be speaking with the, the ladies that organize the event, just doing what I do when I do my Dixie tours episodes, just, you know, giving everybody the ambiance of the 2020 unity ride. That's so exciting. That's exciting. I'm excited for that. Um, also we are casting for the real thin tells of bike life Memphis and the Real Film Tales of Bike Life Los Angeles right now. We are um, wrapping up auditions August 31st. We are looking for four women from each city, lady bikers, that like to ride hard. We don't care what your age is. We don't care what your race is. We don't care about any of that stuff. We just care about your love for two wheels. Obviously, I want you to have some strong entrepreneurial skills because that's the name of the game for the business that we do. Taboo can talk about it. I don't know if she's ever worked <laughs> so hard before in her life, but I put these girls to work. I've got them scheduled for interviews. <laughs> I've got them doing videos. Like you gotta when you do this show, it, it's it's work because we're we're doing it from grassroots efforts. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're building yes a show we're building it so that's what i'm looking for just um strong character lady bikers that um are ready to put themselves out there i think this is so like it, it's so empowering and uh i want to say cool so bad but i was trying to find a a, a more uh <laughs> adultish word for cool <laughs> no i just think it's like because when i think of a biker we, and we spoke about this last time when i i like i just thought of like old men with like beards right but i think it's like it's such a cool concept to to like see women and like i guess like and an empowering like kind of like place right because it's, it, it's tough. It's not easy. I imagine like you must have some sort of like body strength, right. Or like posture. Um, so I, I can't imagine this being like an easy thing. Like I can't even ride a bike. So <laughs> like a bicycle, like I may need a, a tricycle <laughs> and like to, to see you guys like take this and like, not only make it like, uh, but like just to like make it a femme thing, you know, where it's like, it's still like, aesthetically pretty right and 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 cool to look at like I don't know I, I like I saw some of the videos and I saw like some of the the, the gear that the girls are wearing the, the women um and I just I thought it was really dope okay yeah well, 
See, I'm more of the rough around the edges. <laughs> I so, love Tevin. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. But, but you're a woman nonetheless, you know. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I closely identify, but <laughs> it's it's funny because a lot of people say. You know, like, oh, I had my makeup on or whatever. When I first started riding seven years ago, yep, used to come out here and have my sisters putting on these lashes, but I'm putting on these goggles and I'm sweating and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had this <laughs> hair and yeah, I went natural shortly after I started riding because your hair is going to get sweated out. You know, physically, you know, you have to be in, sh not have to be, but it's preferred that you're in shape if you're going to be really hitting some miles. Um, a lot of the women that I look up to, you know, they're still, I'm not going to say in the game, but they're still riding their bike, whether anyone knows about it or not. They're still, you know, encouraging other women to ride a motorcycle. They're not going to waste their time on women that, yeah, I want to get a bike, and then they don't go anywhere. They're going to meet you where you are, and they're, they'll, they're, open to helping and they're open to giving the knowledge about the gear the chap or you know the 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 jackets or the vests or different things like that what to put on your bike they're open to it and i'm actually humbled and appreciative that there are og women as i call them in the motorcycle scene that are yeah. willing to share that knowledge they had to find it out on their own and they're willing to share it and, you know, pass it down to us. And I'm catching everything that I can and I'm sharing it with my wind sisters and the ladies like, you know, like me personally, I'm not a rain gear fan. I'm just, you know, the people I ride with, that's just not what we do. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to be wet when I get there. And then I'm going to hope to, you know, change clothes. And if I don't, I'll drive with, you know, at some point. <laughs> You know, but there are women that swear by rain gear and they're, you know, every, every woman, every person, <laughs> every rider has their own preferences. But I know for us, as far as the films, it is so cool to see everybody do their own thing and still love motorcycling, still love something that, you know, no one can take from. Right. I, I know about a lot of bikers, you know, a lot of us have pretty much come to the realization that, hey, we may pass away on our motorcycles. And that's okay with us because we were the happiest, we were the freest at that time. And, you know, we've dealt with that. Now, of course, the families, you know, that's not really, you know, something that they look at. But when you're happy and you're free, it doesn't, nothing matters. I, you know, I get on my bike, go four or 500 miles each way. And within that seven to 10 hours, I figured out a whole master plan of how I'm gonna come back home and, you know, and, and, and I come back home and, and I'll be cracking, like stuff is <laughs> rolling out for four or five. But, you know, that's my time with God. And I really appreciate motorcycling because it saved my life. Like, I would not be here today without motorcycling. And, Tabu, uh, when you spoke about this also, right, how you sort of found um, a different path, right, mm -hmm. with, with um motorcycling even though it was in a different um aspect of it i think there's something so so humbling about um coming to terms with that right like our time we're here for a certain time um and like you said it's, it's just freeing and liberating um and if you go you go but um i think there's something so like i said so so humbling about that um that notion i've been on airplanes where like we we really questioned whether we were going to make it down or not. And like, there's honestly something so, um, 
I, for me, um, I guess like peaceful about like, okay, I've done what I've done, you know, like it's my time, it's my time. Um, and there's something so peaceful and serene about that. And I don't know if we're all capable of seeing it that way. Um, it, it takes some time. <laughs> but it, you know what? If we all lived our lives that way, how fruitful and how happy would we be? Yes. Right. And you, you know what? I really, I, I needed this. This is so, oh. I'm very, I'm a very spiritual person. Right. And so today, particularly, I've been feeling very lethargic and I'm like, and I'm always so grateful, you know, for every yes. second of my life. But today I've just been like, really, like I've had work to do and I've been very productive, but it's been one of those, I was just on autopilot, you know, like I'm just wasn't enjoying it really. I'm like, okay, I got, got to do this gotta do this and and I I hate feeling like that because I know you know time is precious but um yeah so I'm I'm really glad that you just snapped me out of my funk actually (laughs) right here (laughs) mid interview you just snapped me out of my funk but um I'm so grateful for my life and I'm so grateful for the things that I've been able to accomplish in a short span of time yeah um you know, so I, I have made peace with, with everything. And, I, you know, I believe in transitioning <laughs> much more than death. That's just me. You know, I'm going to go be a butterfly or some, something. It's much more know. optimistic also. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's just not over. <laughs> right, right. There's but, more um, to come. There's more to come. So life is a journey. And I embrace it like we discussed on the... Um, last show that I was on with you, Ida, I had not gotten my motorcycle M endorsements yet, but I've taken my class. So I just got to get my license now. I've looked at bikes. So I'm, you know, getting ready to invest in the bike, but I've been a proper backpack for a while. So I know a lot about riding, but so it was easy for me in the class, but yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'm, excited <laughs> I'm glad. You. I'm happy for you. I have some questions for you guys. So, like, I, I, uh, when, when, and I were talking about this last time, how I've always pictured, like, well, at one point I pictured myself with like a pink moped. Is it like, is is it much easier to ride one of those? A moped. A moped? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never ridden a moped, so I'm not sure. She's like, that's a it's bicycle. Like a scoot- it's like little a girl. <laughs> It's like a scooter. You written a scooter, right, Taboo? Uh huh. You written a scooter. <laughs> Have you like, written what? a scooter before? Never. She's like I don't wear roller skates. <laughs> right, bicycle, roller skates, and a motorcycle. That's it. Yeah. No four wheelers. No dooney bugs. No. Oh, I've ridden a. What are those little um the little carts, the little go karts? I've ridden one of those before. Yeah. Um, mopeds are more like uh electric right <laughs> or like they just um, kinda... I'm, I'm trying to find a picture so i could show you the one that okay. i've been eyeing okay. this guy let me see <laughs> of course my internet it's kind of like a vespa right yeah okay What's that? well i can't say it. i've never ridden one but i will <laughs> say that like for me the moment where i'm scared every time i get on my motorcycle every time whether I'm backing out, whether I'm pulling, you know, out, I'm backing out of my garage or pulling into a parking lot, you know, whatever. I'm always scared. And so I tell people I don't get um, calm 
until I've hit either third gear, which is once you kind of like cruising for real about 30, 35, 40, mm-hmm. or until I've ridden about 100 miles because my riding is usually crappy between zero to 100, no. especially if I'm with other people. Um, but <laughs> we have a choir in the background. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I know for me, like once I once that third gear hits and that that shift, like it pulls me. I'm in there. I'm in the zone. It's it's nothing that I can't do at that and point. It's not the auto zone. <laughs> no, not the auto zone. Not the auto zone. I don't know if you guys can see that. Where's my camera? Oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's pretty red. Or is it pink? Yeah. Okay. You I should like you should get one. You should get one. It's it's going to be a vastly different from riding a motorcycle. I will. I will. Say I, that. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Um. But I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. We um like I, we spent our summers in the Dominican Republic, and in our town, um, I guess like a really popular way of transportation was um, the little scooters or like the little bikes, um, and you'd see like three people or a little family of skinny <laughs> four people like in one little thing with the driver, and I have numerous like um, uh, scars from like the muffler. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> and we call yeah. it we call it the Dominican branding. Um, <laughs> yeah, get, look, if you do not wear long boots, if you try to wear cute booties or heels, you will get burned. Like wear long boots on a motorcycle. Yeah, and my my big serious one where I was like really scared because it looked like it was getting infected. Um, we, we were just walking down the street and somebody just jumped on us and we had to move back and I just landed on top of a muffler. Um, she's like, at least it wasn't my face. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been down before too, but luckily it was only at like 25 miles per hour. Oh, wow. and, I it. and it's crazy because my mother instantly started calling me and I'm trying to pull my shit together. Like, excuse me, I'm trying to pull it together. And so she's calling me, she's calling me, you know, and we were a couple of houses down from where we were going to pull over. I just, you know, got startled by a car that was coming to a stop sign that wasn't about to stop. And so I was like, okay, I didn't know what to do. Of course, I grabbed the front brake, which is not what you're supposed to do. And I immediately just fell over like, boop, and I skidded a little bit. But like I said, I wasn't going very fast, so it was okay. You know, and my, like I said, my mother kept calling me, you know, after about 20, I put it on social media, I put it on Facebook. And then, you know, now my stepmother's calling, my father's calling, you know. And so then my mother was like, I just knew something was wrong. And I'm thinking if I'm, you, you know, at 25 miles per hour, I guess you're going to know when something really happens. Yeah, you know, we if, know. Yeah. Y'all know, mamas know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad to we know. know. We know, especially if you're like spiritually in tune. My my daughter, uh, there was a mouse in her biology class, and I had a thought of a mouse when I was working in my office. This was two days ago, and at like twelve thirty, and oh, wow. there was there was a mouse beside her backpack in biology class, and uh, th- that's so weird. But it's just like I just you just knew you just know wow. what your kids are are going through if you're in tune like that. Yeah, you know? so I guess my mom was in tune. <laughs> she, defi- she definitely is. I heard you tell that story uh, when you did that interview on Who That Pat podcast the other day. Yeah. I was so emotionally moved by that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's dope that she felt that. 
Yeah, she felt it. When I tell you, and that was when I was living back home in Kansas City. And, you know, of course, I dusted myself off after we sat there for about an hour and, you know, went to bike night. And, you know, then my dad pulls up on me at bike night. And he's like, you know, he's looking out, checking me over, making sure I'm okay, like I'm five years old. <laughs> but I appreciate that instinctual maternal motherhood. Like that <laughs> let me know that no matter where I'm going, how far, how cold, how warm, she's always going to be where I am, no matter what. Did you have any downtime after that accident incident? No. <laughs> I literally got, after an hour, and then we pulled it together, and then, you know, because I was in Kansas City, Kansas, and I lived in Kansas City, Missouri, and we went to bike night, and then I got back on the bike the next day, like, just like I did. I had to get my bike home, and I was like, I can't call my daddy. I can't call him and tell him to come get my bike. And he just left from over here from work. So he's going to be mad he has to come back. And it's only 15 minutes, but he's going to be inconvenienced. So I had to pull it together and get, you know, back to the other side oh of the river. God. You know, I, mean, I easily could have went six minutes down the street to my grandmother's house and my dad could have came and got me. But, you know, I pulled it together and, you know, rode it on over the bike night and I was hurting. I was aching. <laughs> It's crazy the little things we worry about, like the silly yes. things we worry about. Yes, very. But it was, I like I said, I, I appreciate my mother, but as well, I appreciate motorcycling. Like, even though I went down and I was scared and like it was 25 miles per hour, I have a strawberry on my right arm, you know, that's it's fading away now, seven years later. But I got back on it. You know, I had to get on the highway to get back to, you know, where we were going. And then, you know. I was okay though. I was okay. That's great. So I've got a list. Were you gonna say something? No. I'm just I'm just <laughs> really I'm really proud of these ladies. And I'm gonna be honest with everybody that's listening and the both of you. I will never be a biker like these ladies are bikers. It's just not in me. <laughs> it's just not in me. I'm more so like I like I don't know. I say that now. But I also said I would never ride a motorcycle. You know, I'd always be, I'd always be on the back. But um, I just, I don't, I, they love it so much. And I love it too. I love the culture so much, but in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely different type of bikers, different type of bikers. So I want your viewers to understand that as well. Like you don't have to ride across the entire United States to be considered a biker. You know, no. there no. are people that, that ride to work every, I'll probably be the person to ride around town. Like when my daughter gets her driver's license next year, I plan on riding my motorcycle all the time, yeah. but I don't plan on riding across the United States just like <laughs> to work, you know, to work and, um, but know, that's around town. Hard. I think a lot of people think that as soon as you start riding a motorcycle, then you hit cross countries within the first year. No, that okay. is false. Okay, because I don't have, even goes. have a wish to do that. <laughs> and right. And some, and a lot of women don't. There's a lady here in Dallas, or excuse me, Fort Worth, because I live in DFW. She doesn't want to ride across state lines. She hit one state line in the last 10, 15 years. And that's okay. I respect her. I love her. She gives me a lot of motorcycling, you know, motorcycle community knowledge. But it doesn't matter what your ride is your ride. There are women that are riding across this country right now that 10, 15 years ago when they began, they had small children. 
they had to go to work. They didn't have time to do what they can now. Their children are grown. They're in college. They're out of the house. They have time and money to be able to go do those things. So it's, to me, furthering your motorcycling is progressive. It's Mm -hmm. not instantaneous. I'm Mm -hmm. seven years in and I'm still a baby rider, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to hit across country. I've done a thousand miles in 24 hours. One time I'm going back for my second one. You know, that takes skill and time and precision to learn how to become a better rider. But if someone makes you feel like your ride or your aspirations are not good enough, that's BS. That's absolute BS. Your ride is your ride, no matter what. Definitely. Agreed. I guess 100%. that's that's how I felt when I drove my uh, my busted ass uh, smart <laughs> car from Orlando to New York. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Straight up. Nice I guess it felt like a. I guess it felt like a motorcycle. Maybe I felt the wind <laughs> on my hair. <laughs> Got I your head a, out the window like let a me dog. tell you. <laughs> right. It was a convertible too, so it was pretty cool. Oh, I. Nice. I hid uh, a pothole somewhere in Delaware, or Delaware is like 10 minutes if you're driving up from Florida. Um, And I swear I was like up in the air for a couple of seconds with that pothole. Like it was just beep, boop. (laughs) I was like up in the air. Um, But before we go, before we, um, uh, I just had some rapid questions for you guys. And just whatever comes to your head as soon as you hear these questions. Um, so what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? eaten? Oh, I, I was at uh, a film meet, a motorcycle film meet in Dallas, and they had me eat mud bugs. That was gross. Not oh, Dallas, indeed. but I was, in, I was in Houston, Texas. <laughs> mud bugs. The grossest thing I've ever eaten. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Was stewed okra. Stewed okra. Yeah, it's so slimy. I hate, I hate, like, (laughs) boiled stewed okra. It's gross. You're from the South. I would have thought you would have said No, I'm from Kansas City. I just live in the South. I like fried okra. Fried okra. (laughs) Okay. I don't like okra and gumbo. It's just so slimy, yucky. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Ambitious, passionate, innovative. Nice inspirational kind and ambitious go-getters the two of you yes ma'am what's your favorite family tradition fourth of july at my dad's house it used to be my grandparents house but obviously you know they're older and they passed away so fourth of july at my daddy's house what about you doing I like Christmas Eve. Um, Christmas Eve is the time where me and my extended family, we all get together and we stay at my sister's house and all of our kids, open, like me, my brother and sister, all of us have <laughs> children. And so all of our kids open up 
gifts together mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, just some, you know. So I, I really enjoy Christmas Eve. Not so much, you know, well, I won't go into detail, but yes, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Has he, like, has a sentiment about these, like, um, traditions or whatnot change as you've grown older? Yeah. I'm not really but. religious, so it's definitely changed. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not religious, so it's like, what, what do we celebrate? But anyways, you know, <laughs> um, it's for the children. Yeah, Fourth of July used to be like a major, major holiday. Now I just love it. Like it doesn't matter. Like because I live in a different state than my father, I don't get to get back home on Fourth of July. So holidays have changed as a whole for me, as in a well, really in the last few years. If you could add any person to the family, who would you choose? Beyonce, baby. <laughs> don't play. That'd be would- my best first cousin. I'd add her husband, Jason. Okay. He, he, he's my uh, he's my uh, mentor. He's the person that I aspire to be. Girl, I'm then. a I'm aspiring to be Beyonce. We <laughs> Come on, Jay Z. Come on. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, right? <laughs> when I didn't know you this well. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, everybody knows I'm a big Jay Z fan. I didn't know that. I'm in love with Sagittarius. Can I get a what, what? Uh, Can I get a what, what? Listen, I go back to reasonable doubt days, okay? I'm old school Disney fan. Hey. Oh, MG. Last but not least, what's the best toy you've outgrown but you still love? The hula hoop. (laughs) I absolutely love the hula hoop. I I have like to do some stuff back in the day. I didn't got older, those hips and that <laughs> belly is different. And I love I love I watch hula hoop videos. I ain't gonna lie, like they be getting. Let me tell you, that hip thing issue is real. <laughs> yes. OMG, where did it happen to like I'm I'm not 40, but I'm almost there. Like, come on now. I miss the hula hoop. <laughs> yeah, I heard a, I heard a comedian the other day saying, you know, now when I drop something, I really think about it twice if I really need it. <laughs> right, because your back starts creaking, and you yeah, and I'm like, I can relate. I'm like, maybe I can pick this up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. What about you, when y'all are, y'all are gonna think I'm weird, but no, I never really played with toys. <laughs> I, I know it's weird, but my mom had mannequins, right? She was in cosmetology school when I was young. So I'd always braid their hair and I did artwork. Like I was always like putting together outfits and dressing my dolls. I, I guess I like, I don't miss it. <laughs> now I just dress people. But um, I liked, I liked dressing um, things. I, and I guess I still dress my, my mannequin, you know, I used to style stuff with, so. It's so funny you say that because I sold a mannequin today. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you we're moving. So I'm like, we're slowly getting rid of things. Uh-huh. So we're like, a mannequin just went. Um, I have an old um, cat girl figurine at my mm-hmm. desk. And I take it from job to job. <laughs> oh, that's cute, though. That's cute. I have no idea. I don't watch the comics. I don't know anything about cat girl. But I'm like obsessed with this little like toy. <laughs> <laughs> but um i want to thank you ladies for making time i know time is like precious these days um 
even though we're not, you know, some of us are not doing as much as we used to. Um, but thank you so much for making time and for bringing Taboo over with it. Uh, when thanks for having, thanks for having. Can I say one last thing? Of course. Um, I have a live show every Thursday night called Dixie After Dark. It's on the Raven Dixie YouTube channel. We stream live nine o'clock. We always have two prominent guests that are in the biker world this Thursday we have um Doc Honeycutt she's a doctor and she's on Beauties and Beauties and Bikers and then we have from the Roof and Tells of Dallas Ebony Star so if y'all can tune in Thursday night nine o'clock p.m central time live and Femtales goes on uh is it scheduled yet like for or they'll start coming out in like late December early okay. January because they filmed their show in November Gotcha. But yeah. every Tuesday they put out videos. Every Tuesday they put out videos on the Raven Dixie Line YouTube channel. We call it Two Wheel Tuesday. They're, yes. They do different things. So. And we'll add the link to your YouTube channel on the show notes so you guys can catch that. Tabu, what about you? Can you send us links for, for the event for Labor Day? Yes, ma'am. Um, any, I do appreciate you all having me here. Um, I'm very humbled and appreciative, but as well, you can follow me on social, any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Taboo Black Inc. is a clothing line that I've started last year. So we're coming up on our one year in October. Um, but as well, Texas on Female Ride is on Instagram and Facebook and anybody can find me, Candace Sublet, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll send that information. Did you say Candace Sublet? Sublet. Yes. S-U-B-L-E-T-T. Awesome sauce. Thank you, ladies, so much. We have a, our quote for the night. I wasn't prepared, but usually whenever I flip this book, I have a book of quotes. Whenever I flip it, I wind up on something that's totally relatable to whatever we spoke about. So okay. let's see if it works tonight. Okay, I'm with it. Um, how about you guys just tell me when to stop? Stop. All right. The world will never amount to the hills of beans if people didn't use their imaginations to think of the impossible. The world would never amount to a hill of beans if people didn't use their imaginations to think of the impossible. This is by Pete Seeger. Um, and that's pretty cool. I think if we, if we don't, right, we can't, we won't amount to anything if we can't. Dream it. Right? Yeah. That, that's what dream. I meant to say. <laughs> it's okay. You got to dream it first. Even if it's not there, you got to think about it. You got to grasp it. And one day it'll happen. Vision board. Yes, ma'am. Um, anything else uh, we'd like to add? We have where to find you. We have our upcoming shows. We'll get your links. Um, that's it. That's it. That's a wrap. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Ida. And I threw my arms up, too. It's okay. <laughs> I have a bad arm, so I'm surprised I was able to do that. <laughs> you were excited. Thank you, ladies, so much. Everybody, until next time, happy trails. listening to the LGBT chat. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, the grass is always greener where you water it. Till next time. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. 
So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.